UFC 248 is this weekend. And Blake, I don't know about you, but honestly, I really cannot wait for this card. We've had a, a good string of cards over since, like, honestly, since October of last year. And as UFC fans, we've been so lucky to be able to have all this. And I cannot wait for this Saturday between the much-anticipated return of Sugar Sean O'Malley in the prelims, who I know you love, and we'll get a great rant on him here in a couple of seconds. Um, it's kind of a subpar undercard um, for the for, or um, three first three fights on the main card, but the co-main and the main event are going to be absolutely phenomenal fights. But Blake, we're going to get this thing started with you reacting to us about the return of Sugar Sean O'Malley. Take the floor. All right, all right. Thanks for having me on, as always. Um, so we got UFC 248 coming up this weekend. I'm super excited for it, mostly because the return of my kind of favorite fighter at this point. It used to be used, Cody Garbrandt used to firmly hold on to that, and now it's kind of shifted over to uh, O'Malley. But th- the thing that sucked is O'Malley's been out for the last two years. I kind of want to uh, do a rundown uh, for the listeners and for you uh, just to just to kind of go over what he's been going through these last two years. Uh, so his trouble started in mid-2018, right leading up to the Conor McGregor and uh, Habib first fight. Um, so he was scheduled to actually fight his current opponent, and he tested positive, positive for Osterine, which is banned as a banned substance. It's a performance-enhancing drug. Um, O'Malley, his camp, they still have no idea how that got in to his system. They're thinking it was a tainted supplement of some sort, but they've still never gotten any positive um, tests that have actually told them where that was, you know, where that originated from. Uh, so fast forward, he thinks it's everything. Everything's good, right? He gets a six-month re- uh, retroactive um, suspension by the NAC which made him eligible to return in March of last year, to, uh, 2019. Uh, USADA had determined, I guess, the culprit to be a, a dietary supplement. However, in April of 2019, USADA issued a statement that linked four fighters who also tested positive for osterine for tainted supplements. O'Malley was among them, so that's the second positive, right? He was booked to fight Marlon Vera at UFC 239 in July. He was pulled from that show after traces of Austrian showed up once again. Um, after that, he had to keep a food log and, you know, literally log every single supplement that he's putting into his body. And Usada's since found no signs of intentional use. But it's just a roller coaster for this guy. I mean, he thinks that he's in the clear, you know, he gets his suspension, he takes his punishment, and the next thing you know, you know, he's suspended again. He has a positive test. I, I really feel for the guy because, like I said, he's never gotten any, you know, straightforward answer. Like, this is where the uh, where the su- where the tainted um, supplement, or not tainted supplement, this is where the Austrian came from. He never has gotten a clear indication of what that, you know, answer is. So for him to just be going through this, it's kind of like, all right, I'm taking care of my business and I'm just crossing my fingers. I hope I get to fight. It sucks. It sucks. Now, I'm done talking about the sad stuff and the, the kind of boring stuff, you know, the stuff that no one cares about really 
except for probably the guy that's fighting him. Uh, this guy, Sean O'Malley, he first was on my radar um, from Dana White's Contender Series. He fought this guy named Alfred. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. It's like <laughs> Kashakian. But uh, he just totally outclassed this guy. And this is when uh, we were talking about this earlier. This is when Snoop Dogg and Uriah Faber were, uh, you know, trying their hand out at commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, not a half bad job. Uh, Uriah Faber, decent. Uh, Snoop Dogg, he just kind of said this. He said, oh, sh- uh, he said O'Malley probably a hundred times during the broadcast. But <laughs> hey, man, what do you expect between hey, everyone, those two everybody guys loves on commentary? Snoop. It's hard not Snoop. to. Hard not to. But yeah, so he, he knocks this dude out, looks super impressive, gets the contract. They uh, get him, you know, get him signed on for a fight like pretty much right away because that was in July of 2017. July of 2017. It's 2020 now, bro. Like this guy has not fought since March 3rd of 2018. Like, that's insane. This guy's too good to be on ice, I'm telling you. If you watch this guy fight, he throws everything. I mean, from the spinning elbows, spinning back fists, you know, the the heel kicks, the the spinning heel kicks, um, he'll he'll throw everything at you. Bunch of uppercuts. Yeah, I mean, he molds his his fight. Like, he uh, basically tries to be like a real-life UFC fighter. He says that he'll even sometimes go to the UFC game and like pick up new moves just by watching that. It's uh, apparent, honestly. Yeah, so I mean, the he's guy wild. is just—he's a wizard. Um, really interesting kid. He's right around my age. Uh, I think he might be like a year or two younger than me, actually. I think he's like so, twenty-three, twenty-four. So Blake, that makes me beg, uh, beg to ask: What are you doing with your life, man? Nothing as cool as this guy is. <laughs> This guy. And what's even cooler for this guy, I mean, uh, he's got a one of two um, record right now for, for getting a win bonus. His uh, his fight against Andre Sukumtoth, he is so funny in the lead up to that fight. He was calling him Andre Soccer Mom. Uh, he got the fight of the night for that fight. So, I mean, that's already 50 Gs, baby. Um, having a good start to the career. But like I said, two years with a layoff, man, that's rough. But you know what? In order to combat that, he's been very active in the video game community. He'll play Fortnite tournaments. He'll do all these types of, um, you know, events. And I think he he was actually at one point. I don't know if he still is, but he was a part of like an actual pro gaming team. So, dude <laughs> is like talented in more areas than one. He's legit. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I would I'm, not want to want to play him in the game of UFC three. No, he would kick your butt. Ooh. Oh, I get handed. I'm just. I'll say I might have a better chance in real life than I would in the video game against him. Who knows? No, he'd kick your ass in both equally. Oh, shit. Equally. But like I was saying, I think that this is this is the fight for me out of all the um the prelims. This is like the main event for the prelims. Basically, it's the last fight. Oh yeah. Uh, this is must watch. It's on ESPN, so it's free to it's everybody. For free, it's you have to watch this fight. You have it's to watch huge this fight for Sean O'Malley. I mean, this is doing. They've done this kid every favor, and it's just like the stars are finally aligning. It seems mm-hmm. like for him, you know, this this third time's the charm. Possibly, hopefully, everything's gone good. He has. I think one more. We're waiting on one more test because he's had like a, a test thirty days prior, Jeez. a test fifteen days prior. And then a test three days prior, so we're waiting on the results for that test. And as long as that's good, we're good to go. I just feel bad for him at this point, but he's a guy. He's ten to zero. He is projected to be the future champion of the bantamweight division. And there's he, a good chance. I mean, he's huge for the division. There's there's no exactly. one that's this guy's size. I mean, maybe like 
I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't know of anybody that could. No, I don't. I don't know anyone that's that size in the bantamweight division. I mean, uh, he, I, TJ six... when he was drugged up. No, TJ's like five foot three, dude. I'm talking about height. Sean oh, you're talking O'Malley about height. is like six foot yeah, one, no, the six dude's, foot two. He's ridiculously tall for that division. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but he packs a punch. Is the thing like you would think that maybe he would lose? He maybe turn like a Nate Diaz type fighter. No, this guy, this guy can hit. He looks lanky, but he packs a punch. So I'm really excited to see if he can pull out any you know crazy moves. He's been preparing for this guy basically for two years on and off. So I mean he should know All this guy. Five eleven of him. He has a solid uh, three inch reach advantage going to this fight with um, Jose. Yeah, and he should he knows how to use his reach to his advantage. He's he's uh, and actually something that's really interesting is um, he recently did a grappling competition. Mm-hmm. Um, where he got to go against the likes of like legends, like uh, man, I, fr- I forget the uh, damn. I shouldn't have brought that up and not know the exact names, but um, yeah, he he, uh, he wrestled a couple of old timers from like the Pride days, basically, and uh, actually put a beating on them. I think Jake Shields might have been one of them. I'm not too sure though. Might Gilbert Melendez, Jake Shields, one of those dudes, and he uh, and he beat him, so it was pretty impressive. So yeah, Dude, I'm excited. I'm excited to up, see his comeback. I want to see him come back and perform well because everyone's expecting. Like, there's a lot of hype on this guy, right? So he needs to come he in and to knock form, this man. guy out. Yeah, but that's I'll, how you, that's how you get it done. I I can't wait for this. What better way to end the the free prelims card with Sugar Sean Malley, who really could be the third um, to last fight of the night uh, when compared to what we got on the main card look, looking right now. You know. They got to keep it interesting, though. They got to spread the wealth. Oh, yeah. No, I don't blame them for putting him on for free so they can really show him off to everyone. Um, oh, yeah. Not putting it behind the paywall. Give them uh, the platform. Exactly. Solid prelim just from that fight. Like we said, the main card is a little underwhelming. Maybe besides one fight that Blake also has some interest in between um, Oliveira and Griffin. Yeah, we got Cowboy Oliveira going up against Max Griffin. Uh, the reason I have little bit of vested interest in uh, Max Griffin is because he is uh, training out of Sacramento. So got to rep the, got to wrap the sack boys, you know, Andre Feely, Uriah Faber, Cody Garbrandt, all the dudes that are out here in sack putting on Cynthia Calvillo, all those people um, appreciate the hard work they put in and the fact that they um, like to rep Sacramento. Uh, I am super excited for this fight. Max Griffin. Um, the first time I watched him fight, he was beating up Mike Perry. And I believe that was in, I want to say 2018, maybe. I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was like July of 2018. I was in Oregon visiting my friend Rebecca. And I was watching him at some uh, some Mexican diner. And uh, I was a food. He The food was good, but the ass beating was better. I mean, I did <laughs> not. I, I wanted Mike Perry to go out there and smash this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes out there and pieces Mike Perry up. So immediately I was like, okay. That guy beat a guy that I really like, so I'm not going to hate on him, but I'm going to definitely look out for him uh, just because I was so impressed. I did not expect that at all, and he looked really well-rounded. Um, this fight coming up against Cowboy Oliveira, this is just this is just a great fight. I mean, both the guys are very active on the feet. Um, they're well-rounded everywhere, pretty much. But like I said, the feet. This is the where this fight's going to take place is on the feet, at least in my opinion. I think both of these guys are going to feel like they can outstrike the other and they're going to meet in the center of the ring and, and dance. So I'm looking for uh, 
either a hotly contested, you know, split decision or maybe a finish, maybe a TKO. Obviously, I'm going to be leaning a little bit towards Griffin just mm-hmm. because they have a common opponent. And, and I don't, MMA math doesn't always work, but Mike yeah. Perry was able to beat up Cowboy Oliveira. So I think Griffin should be able to take this W. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, moving right on into the co-main then. Let's talk about this woman's strawweight fight between Chinese, the first uh, um, Chinese champion in the UFC history, Zhang Weili, versus the strawweight queen, a murderer, an absolute killer in Yuan Young Jacek. This is a looking like, it's really good fight on paper, and I think it's really going to show up come fight night. I think it's going to be a phenomenal fight between these two. Um, we have to remember, Zhang Weili, this is her first title defense. She won the title off of Jessica Andrade a number of months ago with like was it 42 seconds into the first round? Yep. It was Just, it was something very it was very short. It was absolute mugging. Um she she stole the belt. She kicked um Andrade's ass and stole the belt from her. And so she wasn't really tested in that. So she of course she's had tests leading up to that fight, but this is going to be to have your first title defense in the strawweight division against the arguably the goat of the women's strawweight division. Um, I'd say that she is the queen of that division. That's a rough matchup, isn't it? It is a rough matchup, but let me let me put it to you this way. I think that Zhang Wei Li in her position, that was perfect. That was best case scenario. She got out of there under a minute. Mm-hmm. There's barely any tape on her. You know, she's still relatively new to this organization. I mean, you'll have to go and look at her other organization fights, you know. Uh, to try and get a better look at who she is as a fighter. And obviously she's progressed at a rapid rate since entering the UFC. So you can't you can't look at her old tape and, and think that she's still that same fighter because she's clearly gotten to a level now where she can take on the best of the world and make them look silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually think that works in her favor, the fact that she hasn't been displayed as much as Joanna has because Joanna, she's been in war. She's been in 25-minute fights. You know, like we've seen her at her best. We've seen her at her worst. So there's really a lot less question marks when it comes to Joanna. She's going to be able to, uh, Wei Li is going to be able to be prepared in a lot more areas. Whereas Joanna, there's a lot more guesswork involved. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Wei Li is going to have a lot more specific of a game plan. I'm assuming, um, Joanna, she'll probably have to freelance a little bit and that can go one of two ways, you know, freelancing, you can either hit that flow or you're just going to be stuck in the mud and kind of reacting. And I really have my hopes up for Joanna. I, I, I really want to see her uh, have a good performance. Um, but I just, I don't see her getting it done against Wei Li, if I'm being completely honest. I think that Wei Li has the size advantage. Mm-hmm. And I think she has, at this stage in her career, as crazy it is for me to say it, I think she has the tenacity and the violence advantage as well. And not to mention, this fight is personal now. This fight is extremely personal. Man, if you guys haven't heard all the trash talking that's been going on about Yuan's comments about the Corona, this, and all that fun stuff, it's it's been wild. Wei Li is actually a lot more outspoken than I thought she would be too. She she's publicly come out and say like I'm I want to beat this girl's ass. Like I want to knock her out cold. <laughs> You're not gonna lie. Which, I, I that thought gets me that fired the, up. the Corona jokes were actually. Pretty good. I thought they were good. They're good if you're not going to get in a fist fight with the person you're saying <laughs> to. You know, like, because usually well, you can just man. say that on the internet or, you know, you don't have those real life repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yoana, she's going to have to go deal with those. She's going to have to go and stand in front of Wei Li and uh, 
accept the punishment or deliver it. See, I think one of the favorite things I saw, I'm um, talking about Twitter, I put up something saying like, uh, Yoana and Jacek's about to show up to the fight in a Reebok-branded hazmat suit. And then, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. But then I saw some dude comment on that, and, and he said that she's about to leave the place in a Reebok-branded ba- body bag. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Damn. Zinger. But, um, I'm really looking forward to this fight. I think it's going to be absolute. I think it's going to be a 25 minute war between these two. Um, I think in one really? of the two fights tonight, I think we are going to hear the words and new come out of the, the mouth of Bruce Buffer. And I think it's going to be this fight. I think Yuan and Jacek is going to reclaim her crown and be, go back to the, the, being the queen and being at the top of the strawweight division. I think that she's going to be able to use her experience advantage. I think her boxing is amazing. And I think what, the biggest thing, she's probably the most confident fighter we've ever seen, maybe besides Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she, I, I, I would definitely agree with that sentiment. But uh, she's I think very confident in her abilities. It's really impressive how, because she's extremely confident, but I would not call her cocky at the same time, though. Obviously, she has her moments, but she, I mean, for uh, most of her career, she's, able to, she's been able to back it up. Yeah, she's definitely been able to back it up, except for against Rose Damajunas and and against Valentina Shevchenko. Okay, we can't talk about Valentina Shevchenko because she's she's ridiculous. She's absolutely amazing. She's better than Joanna. Just say it. Well, no. Oh yeah, she is better than Joanna. I'm not gonna argue. She's better than Joanna. Joanna is the third best women's fighter in the company right now. Right now, yes, uh, off based off past accolades, but I don't know about at current fighting. Like potential, I don't know if she's number potential, three. Potential, maybe four. Um, of course, Macy Barber is up there. Because who's number two for you? Is like, number two, well, no, Valentina Shevchenko is number two. And so one would be Nunes. So of course, Amanda Nunes is the best pound for pound women's fighter in the world. She's top five pound for pound. So fighter you're putting Joanna above an Andrade. You're putting her above Wei Li. You're putting her above Nami Yunus. I'm gonna take a bold stand. Say yes right now, man. Because she's about I respect to prove it. everyone. Thank you. But she's about to prove it because she is going to take the belt away from Zhang Weili. She's not even going to have one successful title defense. If she does, if she that does up. that, then then that uh, I think that cements her in her places. Possibly even she wouldn't be as good as Amanda, obviously, because Amanda is like that. Amanda Nunes is hands down the greatest woman fighter to ever grace the earth, or earth. Right. You know. Well, so far, yes, I would, so I would, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, but Joanna, I think she would possibly have almost the coolest story, I would say, because she's been up there, she's been knocked down, and then she got back up, right? Like that, that's what everyone, that's the story everyone loves, right? A former oh, yeah. champion turned into it's, an it's underdog and then stuff. reclaims the throne. It's great, but I just don't see it happening. I think Wei Li is just out of her, uh, she's just out of her mind right now, really. Um, just seeing her finish Andrade in the manner that she did, I just I haven't seen a woman beat some ass like that in a while. Like, mm-hmm. like Valentina Shevchenko is the only woman that's beaten ass like that right now. But man, also I think it's going to be a fight. Um, I'm saying that Joanna takes it by decision. Uh, I'm saying Whaley takes it third round TKO. Third round TKO. You want? I can't wait for this fight. But the biggest fight of the night, of course, is going to be the middleweight title bout between champion undefeated um, in the UFC, um, Israel Andesanya 
possibly the future of the middleweight division. Um, he, right now, he's the present, possibly the future, and he's working his way. He's trying to be the GOAT. Um, he's trying to surpass Andrew S- S- Silva and um, George St. Pierre as the GOAT of the middleweight division. And he's going to be doing this against a man who he thinks he chose this fight. He didn't have to take this fight. He chose this fight. Most people wouldn't choose to fight this man because he is a genetic freak. Yoel Romero is not human. It, it, just, just to put it simply, he's, he's like a Terminator. He's unreal with how athletic and how mobile and how powerful this man is. And this is going to be one hell of a scrap. Yeah, I can't wait for this fight. Um, I saw I, I see a lot of chatter on Twitter. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's not the right fight to make because Romero has what lost his last three fights in a row and like yeah. maybe his last like maybe three out of five or so. I'm, I'm not completely sure on that number, but I know he's been on quite the skid. Mm-hmm. See, I do. I do see the logic in that. I mean, on paper, right? You see like, dang, this dude's on a three fight loss streak. He's fighting for the championship. But it's a different thing when this guy, like his past few fights have all been against the best in the world. You know, it's like he's fighting Robert Whitaker or he's fighting Paulo Costa, who would have been fighting for the championship if he hadn't got injured. Yeah. So, I mean, you can talk, you can talk the A, the S H I T word all you want, but, uh, trying to cut back on the cussing a little bit. Appreciate it. Make make this, make the sponsors happy. Oh yeah. No, but besides this, who else are really going to make this fight against you? Who are you um, going to put through the rankings? Robert Whitaker. Just came off a brutal loss. Um, they're planning something with him right now. Paul Acosta, number two, injured. Yoel Romero, he's right there at number three. Um, the, then four and five is Eric Cannonier and Darren Till um, in, um, in respective order. And I, I don't think you make the tough fight between with Jared Cannonier yet. Obviously not Darren Till yet. You have Darren Till and Jared Cannonier fight each other, possibly for a number one contender spot. But well, neither of those guys deserve the title fight yet, in my opinion. No. I mean, Cannonier is no, the closest one to touching it. Like, there is definitely a case that could have been made for him to make it. But still, it would, on paper, each of them are a fight. It wouldn't away, be as attractive. At least. Like, Yoel Romero to a pure MMA fan that just wants to see the most intriguing matchups. Mm-hmm. How could you not be excited for this fight? I mean, exactly. it's the same this- thing. I, I'd compare it to the Aldo and Cejudo fight. I was just about to make that comparison. Except it's on Thank steroids, you. right? Like this, oh, yeah. this fight is way more interesting, obviously, because there are more weights on them. And well, you gotta remember, know, I, in the UFC now, more than ever, records don't mean as much as like your aura and how much you're going to sell and just the matchup itself. Yeah, you said it right there. Sell. Um, it's all about the dollar signs. It's it's you know, we we live in a capitalism society. So we're trying to make as much money as possible. Um, if you don't bring in the dollars, money. you're not going to get the big shows. Because I mean, there's, if you're not going to if you're not going to interest the public, more? then then there's no reason for them to make that billing. Some, there's no what's, reason. What can you build better? Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero, or Israel Adesanya versus Jared Kanier. Both are great fights. I I don't want to discount Jared Kanier because he's on my favorite in that division. He's one of the uh, he's a future champion in that division, dark horse. I, I would say. I don't think he's a future champ, but he's a dark I'd, horse. I'd say, I'll go further than that. I'll say he's a future champ. But Yoel Romero, everyone knows he's a genetic freak. He has a, he has a neck bigger than most people's thighs. He was doing backflips at, at, at the press conference. It, it Almost 200 pounds. He's probably walking around 200 pounds. He's doing backflips and doing splits. And he's like 40. 
what the hell is this man? He, it's ungodly. He's right. He's ungodly abilities. But if we're actually talking about, let's actually break down this fight. Um, Israel chose this fight because he thinks he has to go through a guy like Yoel Romero to be able to be eventually named the GOAT of the middleweight division. And I think he's right with that. And one of the things, I think Israel has, he obviously, I think people might under um, underestimate his power. I think he has a lot more power than people give him credit for. Because in his fight with, with um, Robert Whitaker, he was rocking. He destroyed Robert Whitaker. He was rocked for half the fight. And, but even with that power, I think it's going to be a giant struggle to kill um, a guy like Yoel Romero who eats shots for breakfast. Well, see, I think you're confusing a little bit precision with power. Or should I flip that power with precision? Uh, Adesanya, I mean, just look at him. He, he's not... He's not the strongest looking guy, right? He doesn't have the he doesn't have the boulders protruding from his skin on his biceps like a Yoel Romero does. Uh, but he does have crazy technique, crazy accuracy, crazy speed. And when you combine that, I mean, that's just as effective as having that knockout punch because it's tough to land that knockout punch and really, you know, connect all the time completely. Whereas Israel, he can hit the spots that he's trying to hit. He doesn't have to hit you as hard as he as as uh he doesn't have to hit you as hard as you'd think. All he has to do is touch you in these certain areas and it'll be enough. So I mean, I think with uh with Yoel Romero, it's gonna be very interesting to see can he can he withstand that onslaught, right? It's gonna be an early onslaught from Romero. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna come out, he's either gonna do one of two things. He's either gonna do exactly what we think he's gonna do, right? Come out guns blazing, try and finish him early, or he'll try and conserve like he did kind of in that second Robert Whitaker fight um, and kind of play the counter game. But I think that's going to be a lot a lot to deal with with Israel Adesanya. Like, that's not a guy I want to be countering. No. I th- um, yeah, if Joel wants a chance, I think he's going to have to come out and take this fight. Um, I think it's going to go either one or two ways. Um, it's going I the only um, the ways I see this fight ending in two ways. Israel winning by decision. Or Yoel winning by knockout. Wouldn't that be crazy if Yoel beat Adesanya? I mean, let's just hope. First, first and foremost, he better make weight. Yeah, he better make weight. Yeah, that needs to that needs to be the full focus for this week, especially for his camp. I mean, and that sucks. Like that takes away from the fight on on his side, right? Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about the weight cut that much. But I mean, seriously, it's not fair to Adesanya. I mean. It's not fair to anybody in the middleweight division that a guy can just go out there and get these opportunities and not, you know, take it no, as serious as be, other guys will. That'd be awful if, if that does happen. Let's if really you can't make the doesn't. weight, don't take the fight. It's as simple as that. Really. Exactly. Really he already denied. People are talking about speculating that he might move the, the um, step up to light heavyweight so he has easier time making weight. He said that he doesn't want to do that, so he better make weight um, come Friday. Um, but a yep. couple of things. I, I, I think um, this fight. If Yoel wants to win this fight, he has to get Israel to the ground. I, I believe Adesanya is going to be able to fully utilize his six and a half inch reach advantage and keep um, Yoel Romero guessing and off balance. And Yoel will have to be able to take him to the ground. But the problem with this is that um, so Romero has a decent average of two takedowns per 15 minutes. That's respectable. But Israel Adesanya, although he doesn't have a takedown um, in the UFC, he has an 85% takedown defense, which is nothing to bet an eye at. That is pretty 
damn solid. Um, and Yoel, I think he's going to worry about the stand-up as well because Israel has the highest, the higher amount of significant strikes per minute. He has 4.47 significant strikes compared to Yoel's 3.32. And it, not only does Israel have more significant strikes a minute, Yoel absorbs more significant strikes a minute. He absorbs 2.95 compared to Israel's 2.07. That's all. That's almost a full punch difference on either measures, which is a fairly large margin. Well said. Well said. I love those stats. Yep. I uh, I really do think it's going to come down to how Izzy uses his distance and, and manages that. Um, if if Yoel can possibly land that big shot, we'll finally get to see. Well, I guess we've we've seen Adesanya's chin get tested. I mean, he was rocked in that Gastelum fight, so we know he has he, we that know he Gastelum has a chin. That Gastelum fight was one of the greatest things I'll ever watch in my life. But I think I think it goes without saying. It's one thing to get punched by Gastelum. It's another thing to get punched by Yoel Romero, mm-hmm. or maybe Flying Need. So, and that's I'm not trying to knock Gastelum at all. I'm just no. saying this dude is a physical freak. It, it's I really can't. I don't think I could like um, really stress enough on how ridiculous Yoel Romero is. Of course, all the MMA fans know, um, that know anything about Yoel Romero know how crazy he is. But like to the, some of the casuals or to the, some of the fans that are just getting into this or some of our other fans that stick around for our other shows and then they tune into these ones, Yoel Romero is unlike any human you'll ever see in your life. It, it's, it's hard to explain. Those... The camps they have down there in Cuba, or they train superhumans there in Cuba, just, just straight up. Yeah, I don't it's, know what they're doing, but I don't know if it's uh, if it's government regulated or anything like that. Well, Those why do you think it's are, not in America? The, the shit they do probably won't be legal. They're in pumping them with they're pumping them with a bunch of stuff down there, man. I mean, geez, this guy, it's un, it's like he's sculpted. You know, he's just a sculpture. He's a he's a real life sculpture statue, that's just man. walking around. It's unreal, but um, I think this fight, Yoel, when, um, if Yoel is able to take this to the ground, keep Israel off his feet, Yoel is going to take this one. I can see Yoel winning by ground and pound if he's able to do that. But if it, uh, just because of the weight advantage, too, if you have a guy like Yoel on top of you, that's going to be a hard thing to get off of you. Um, and, but if Israel is able to keep this on the feet and able to keep the stand-up, keep his distance, take his shots when he needs to, and just um, be constantly moving, keep your, um, Yoel off balance and tee him up and get the decision. Um, I don't think Israel should, I don't think Israel's going to be able to knock him out, but he will be able to get that decision. And that leads me to my prediction. I am saying Israel by unanimous decision. And I'll even go as far as say 49, 46. It's not bad. What do you think? What are you thinking here, Blake? I'm, I'm going Izzy as well. Uh, Man, I really want to see a TKO. I want to see a fourth-round TKO. You think, think he has the ability to knock out? I think, yeah. I think that that's, his, that's what he's trying to do to every opponent. I mean, this guy's on a quest to be the greatest of all time. So if he wants to do that, then he needs to finish these guys. He needs to go out there, and he needs to dominate these guys. He needs to put them away, show that there's there's no, you know, it's undisputed. He's the best, right? And then next next in line is Paulo Costin. Let's see what goes down. Mm-hmm. I really can. The, there's so much stuff you can do with the middleweight division right now, and there's a lot of stuff you can do in, uh, in a bunch of divisions in the UFC right now. And it is one of the best times ever to be a fan of MMA. 
But there we go. Fights to watch out for. Prelims, you got to watch the, the Sugar Show over there on the prelims main event. Um, then the two title fights. Um, it's going to be a blast. Blake is going with both champions retaining. I'm going to say that the Queen of the Strawweights takes back her crown and beats Zhang Weili um, in the decision. And then we're going to have, I, I think Izzy is going to win by unanimous decision. And Blake is going with the more bolder route, saying that Israel Nasanya is going to tech, um, get the technical knockout over Yoel Romero. Fourth round. Fourth round. We'll uh, we'll check back in. Of course, if we're right, we'll say. But if we're not right, we'll just ignore it and act like nothing ever happened. Yeah, we never make no predictions. Oh, no. What predictions? No, I'll just cut it out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it, man. Those are the things we, you really have to look out for. And I cannot wait. Saturday can't get here soon enough. And, oh, like, yeah. I cannot wait. If you're to listening watch to this. us, you need to hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Saturday. Hit us up whenever. We want to talk to y'all. These fights get us pumped up. I mean, we're talking basically 24-7 in our group chat. So hit us up. Get included in the conversation. It's going to be a fun weekend. You guys got to watch all these fights. 